welcome to yet another wrestling podcast, episode number 23. It is the WrestleMania 36 Fallout show. It was just at the weekend. It's now what? Wednesday? It's Wednesday. We've had our Fallout Raw, which was the last thing they recorded. And it, was, and it was crap. Yeah, it was a bit rubbish. But the WrestleMania was um, surprisingly good for, for the, the circumstances. Yeah. For the most part, I had a bloody lovely time. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I would say there was only a few negatives. There was a few matches on there that I think didn't need to be on there at all. Like, they were yeah. pointless. Yeah, and there was there a few was, matches that went too long as well. There was a few. There was one, namely, that went a bit too long. Um, but overall, it was a decent two nights of wrestling that I would say helped a lot of people escape from the current situation that's going yep. on in the world yeah mm -hmm. so shall we just get stuck right into it and break down all the all the shenanigans and happenings well yeah so let's we'll go and do an overall which the first question i was going to pose to you was which night was better in your opinion uh, i i think based on match quality alone Right, mm -hmm. based on match quality, night one, but based on how happy it made me feel, night two. Yes, I think I would agree. I think night one was the better matches. Yeah. Which I was surprised at because when I saw the rundown of the cards, I thought that night two had an overall better show. Yeah. I thought it was going to be an overall better card. I think there was the highs and lows of night two, which there was a few lows. One uh, giant chasm. Yeah, yeah. There was a few low point that it didn't match up to night one. There was, and then night one was overall, I think, the the perfect WrestleMania for right now. Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, your your opening match, uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross beat the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of yeah. expected. Yeah, we it all predicted that. Not a, it was not a hard one to call. The Bliss Cross Applesauce is what I believe they're called. I hate Was you. on fine form. The only thing I just... I was put off by this match. Okay. Because with no crowd, it kind of sounded very strange. Like Asuka was doing her still trash talk that yeah. doesn't quite connect without a crowd. So it was a kind of a weird bout. And the finish came with Alexa doing her sparkle splash twisted bliss uh -huh. off the top rope. And she botched it. Yeah, she landed on her. Why did they not legs. why did they not re-record that? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. I know. After uh, that match, we had Elias and King Corbin. I didn't need to see this. This is nine minutes of my life that I would never get back. No, I mean, it was it was yeah, I mean it was a rubbish kind of match, but like it was, it was good for uh, Elias to get a win at WrestleMania, and I think it, it was there as filler. It was definitely there as filler. Yeah, and after that we move on to my biggest disappointment of the weekend, and I think my the my biggest disappointment in my in my life up until now. This wow enraged me beyond belief. I'm I'm currently sitting next to a smouldering Funko Pop. Yeah. I it's Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Like eight minutes thirty is how long it went. That's 
shorter than Elias and Corbin. Right, so there's four things that come out of this match. Uh, Becky Lynch is cucked. Shayna Baszler's cucked. The Raw Women's Title's cucked. And the Raw Women's Division is cucked. Right. This is utterly bizarre as to how Becky won this. The only reason that I can think of is that they're going to rerun the match either at Money in the Bank, lol, or they're going to rerun the match when they're back in front of a crowd. But I have absolutely no idea why Shayna Baszler didn't just absolutely ruin her. Um, There's a lot of people saying that it shows that WWE don't, trust Shayna Baszler they don't see her as the star that she was in NXT and perhaps but yeah absolutely mystifying as to how Becky Lynch is still I think that's probably what it comes down to they just don't see her as the top star then why did they they, had then why did they have her run through the entire elimination chamber because that seemed like a make good for her not winning the rumble I think that was a sort of trial I think they realized after that, they just were like, oh, she's not quite who we want as the top <sighs> the top woman in the, in the division. Becky Lynch keeping the title means that she got to hold it for over a year. I mean, uh, well done. surpassed it. Well, I mean, well done, Becky. This is not a slight on Becky Lynch. It's not her fault that uh, she's being booked the way she is. Uh, she's still uh, just a fantastic character even though we don't particularly like her at the moment uh the work that she's done since well, i mean since that SummerSlam, where she absolutely yeah. you know battered charlotte and up until now her work has been great but i really think it's time that she loses the belt because no i agree who, who can she lose it to now i the person i want to see take the belt from her is Liv morgan Ugh. because i think Liv has improved massively she did improve that match on raw I'll give her that she has improved massively compared to the days of the riot squad her character is something that is if they give her time could be quite interesting because she's riding a sort of fine line between a bit crazy but also very manipulative the, but in a fun like in a fun way yeah almost for the crowd yeah. to get into yeah and of course um reddit will just want her to be sister abigail or something yes yeah but i think i think having her as a forefront of the division going forward i think Liv morgan is with the the age of her she's only what 22 23 something like that yeah i feel like she's going to be the next sort of big thing Ugh. after becky lynch's run at the top is is finished they i think because i mean look at shana baszler shana baszler's what 40 she's 38 yeah yeah so Having her win the title, it's not out of the question, but I think they've got cold feet because they've realised that she's a bit older. Building her into this established star isn't quite the right move. I think they'll, they'll reserve the big victory over Becky Lynch for someone who they who's not a UFC fighter. I think Becky Lynch... Um, I think No, I think Shayna's going to challenge her the belt again and get it with the help of her two little, her two little friends. Her little cronies. Her little cronies. Maybe Ronda. Ronda. Mm. Have Ronda come back and be like, meh, screw you, Becky. Yeah, perhaps, who knows. Anywho, uh, moving on to something that made me less angry. Yeah, so we had Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan. I mean... I enjoyed this. Dan- Daniel gave him a beating he did 
Oh my God, Sammy Zayn was struggling throughout this match. Now, Sammy is had the injured shoulders, so mm-hmm. hasn't been able to fight that often. He's not really wrestled. He can't really lift people up anymore. He's yeah. strictly a brawler. And Daniel Bryan, just, oh my God, the, the stomps to the head of Sami Zayn mm-hmm. was something else. It was painful to watch at times. Now, the match was only 9 minutes 20, but it was oh yeah it was yeah it was great um and yeah Sami's in retained nice to see hopefully we'll get to see a little bit more of him and the Ashley title can kind of establish itself as something worth winning again the Intercontinental title is a good is a good belt the one thing that made me laugh though was Michael Cole asked JBL what does the WWE Intercontinental Championship mean to the WWE and it was kind of like a pointless question because it means nothing right now yeah but it's still that one of the most prestigious belts in the entire industry it is we just need to figure out what they're doing with it I think definitely keeping it off Brian at the moment is a good idea mm-hmm. have Gulak win it soon sure then you'll have a, a nice a nice feud on the on the subject of JBL uh, why was he there? because it's Wrestlemania I hate him and from well from all accounts a horrible man. Oh, totally. Um, he blocked me on Twitter. Good. I'm blocked by JBL on Twitter. Yeah. So I mean, JBL, if you fun. want, if you want to come on Yop and explain your behaviour, then yeah, fr- Fraser's all ears. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I want to know why I've been blocked. Yeah. Well, I know why I've been blocked, but <laughs> the interesting thing is, it, it, he was actually decent on commentary. Yeah, for, for the most, most part, of the show. And it was, he was not in it in every single match, no. which was nice. It was just the SmackDown side that he was the commentator for, mm-hmm. which was just enough to bear. Um, just enough. Just enough. But then, well, he was he was the commentator for this next match, where it was a triple threat ladder match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, but it was a singles match. Which itself is daft, but it's fine. But is what we predicted. Yep, what we predicted. And this was really good until the finish. Oh, I love the finish. I just thought it made it made um your your single Uso and Kofi look daft. How? Because well, you can never I can never remember what it actually is in this match as to how you win do you get the belts or do you get the little hanger thing because no it's the belts right because with the women's tag team match at TLC uh huh I think it was Asuka that just unhooked the the yeah so you can so you can do that with the tagged belts yeah so you can unhook it like that uh huh and that's how you can win that way right yes but in this, they just decided to have it be the actual belts rather than... The... It's whoever retrieves the belts. Right. But was so, John... Okay. John Morrison, it, it doesn't matter which way you retrieve it. Either take down the whole gold thing that holds both belts, you've got both belts, or take the two belts. Mm. Now, I think it was a very, very clever finish. It was original. I've not seen that in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um with having them hit him just straight across the head with with the belt and him holding oh, on to them and falling, yeah. I think it was it was a very clever finish that didn't make Uso 
Jimmy Uso and Kofi Kingston look stupid. In fact, it made it look like John Morrison just got lucky, mm-hmm. which he did. And I think it protects them all in the finish. I think the fact that Jimmy Uso and Kofi Kingston, either one of them rightfully should have won the match, not John Morrison. It mm-hmm. keeps them strong and it makes John Morrison be able to gloat and be like, well, actually, you yeah. know, I, we beat you. You know, I, I retained the tag champs, the tag belts on my own. And the, I mean, there were some absolutely cracking bumps in in this match as well. The, I think that was my match of the night. Okay. Outside of something that I will get onto later. It wasn't really a match of the night. Um, it was a cinematic experience of the year. Yes. Speaking of experiences and moments, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins next. This match was built up entirely so that um, Kevin Owens could get his hashtag WrestleMania moment trademark copyright all right reserved. Yeah, what he does is WrestleMania moment despite having one against Chris Jericho yeah, but in he, who, 2017. Who's, who's, who's he? Who's Chris Jericho? <laughs> Never heard of him, mate. Never heard of him. But uh, yeah. yeah, this match was fine, I guess. Technically two matches. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. I think it would have been a lot better with a crowd. Uh-huh. It was maybe the best in terms of story on the show outside of the main event. I think it told a very good story in the ring. And I think rightful winner, Seth Rollins still came off across as a total arse. Yes, which is what and you want. Owens Owens came across in mega face, which is, is something that's, I think, very exciting going forward. Having Kevin Owens be a face, he could be sort of, I don't want to say the next Stone Cold, but I feel like yeah. he, could, he could be that anti-hero that we've been wanting for a while that he's been kind of moulded into well he was he was doing that on Smackdown um, when he was feuding with Shane McMahon Shane, you remember him yes and, oh yeah um, so that was quite good so it would be nice to see him going back to his pride fighter kind of get up where that's yeah. that's what he would be doing just going out and like it doesn't matter who he faces but he's a an anti-hero where it's like he, he does bad things but he's a good guy yeah this would be lovely um, speaking of bad things, As someone who does bad things, a fifty-three-year-old man oh, no, is was, the universal oh, no, champion. I was going to say, ugh. Speaking of speaking of bad things that happen to good people, Braun Strowman beat Goldberg in about two minutes to win the two universal minutes. title. Yeah. I feel so bad for Braun Strowman. He's a he's a paper, he's a paper champion. No, well, no, he's not. He's going to hold the belt until Roman's okay to compete, and then first chance to get. Roman's going to... Nah, I see it another way. I see it a completely different way. Reigns likely won't be back for a while. Ah, true. He's immunocompromised. Mm -hmm. He cannot risk his health. And I think having the belt on Strowman build him up as a monster. He's beaten Goldberg, right? Mm -hmm. The Fiend couldn't beat Goldberg. Strowman essentially squashed Goldberg in two minutes, ten seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. Braun, keep him built, have him a long reign until Reigns gets back, and then, yeah, sure, take the belt off him like, and give it to Reigns, but the next few months, he's not a paper champion. A paper champion would be someone like Heath Slater. <laughs> Strowman is a, is a definite paper, is non-paper champion for beating Goldberg. If it was a fluke victory, I'd give you that. 
Mm. But he he destroyed Goldberg with four power slams. It's 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 just a shame um, that this happened and they pulled the trigger on Braun two years too late. I really I agree don't there. think that they're going to make him particularly strong. Um, I mean, who who would you like to see him face? On the SmackDown side of things, I would like to see him face Bray if they were going to get the title back to Bray. I'd like to f- see him face Cena. Yeah, that'd be all right. Would like to see him face Corbin. Otis. They produced some really good matches last few years the, between Corbin and Strowman. Uh-huh. Would say... I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, sure, Otis. Have some matches with... Like even Elias, yeah, I'd have him. I'd like and Cesaro. I'd like to, Cesaro, I'd like to see Elias do some more proper wrestling because yeah. he had that match with was it Seth for the IC title? Yes, and the day after Payback yeah. or Extreme Rules. Oh, Extreme Rules, yeah, and this that was quite good from memory. Yeah, it was. He's, he was. He's a very competent wrestler, very competent wrestler. But they just have him play guitar and fall off things because that's what people love true um speaking of things that happened um at some point during all of this um mojo raleigh and rob gronkowski were just farting about and yeah our truth -truth came over um disregarding social distancing rules and gronk you know punched him in the stomach or something and tried to win the belt but uh, Mojo decided, no, I'm not having that, pal, and pinned Arthur with himself to become the 24-7 champion. What did we think of Gronk as a host? Because I found him insufferable. Yeah, I would agree. He wasn't that great. He was horrendous he was... wearing his stupid ski goggles. Yeah, he, we could have done without him. I guess they just wanted him there to kind of bridge it without... It sounds silly, but having someone as over the top as Gronk kind of allowed the fan element to be in there. Then how could his action do it? No, no, I'd rather Gronk. Mm. I mean, I would quite happily never see Gronk ever again. Yeah, I would. I would agree, but we're going to see a lot of him because what happened on night two and he's also signed a contract he was better than I expected him to be could have done without him on the show but yeah he, he wasn't on it too much really no. when you're in the grand scheme of things he was there just to bridge segments that had no obvious bridge okay yeah wow normally you have your legend spots for that and your hall of fame moments and yeah it, yeah I just ugh it's just WWE's um, fetish for mainstream attention, and apparently Americans love Gronk. Yes, um, Americans do because he was a two-time Super Bowl champion, and he's done like adverts, and he's a celeb, massive celebrity. Yeah. Um, but he's yeah. I think his wrestling career will be like dead on arrival. I don't think he's got much to do in the ring right now he could be training Mm -hmm. but we'll have to have to wait and see speaking of dead dead on arrival (laughs) the boneyard match is next which was between undertaker and aj styles five star hog splash for night one yeah do you think this is the the best match in the card five star hog splash into a grave 
uh, this was silly nonsense and I loved every second of it. What are you saying, boy? Get up, boy. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, no, it was really, really cool to, to see them experiment with cinematic wrestling, which you could see the inspiration from Matt Hardy's Broken Universe. Yeah, and yeah, Jeremy Borash was one of the producers on it. Ah. You could tell his fingerprints were all over it. It was it, such a such a good WrestleMania moment. It was an absolute banter fest, and yeah, <laughs> the I was talking talking to a friend of mine last night about it, and how Taker was coming into the Boneyard uh, with a Metallica. Yes, uh, track. Do you know the story about Metallica and WrestleMania twenty three? So now they were meant to appear. Yes, but why didn't they appear? Because. I can't remember why they didn't, but I know that they were meant to appear at WrestleMania 27 as well. Oh, right. And do the theme for Sting. That However, WWE, Sting didn't sign the contract, so WWE had the rights to Metallica's music, and that's why they chose Metallica for the theme of WrestleMania, one of the themes for WrestleMania 27. It's why Triple H also entered to Metallica. Um, so WrestleMania 23, they had asked... Um, WWE to do like a little um, like a Kid Rock style concert mm. um, but Vince said no because he hadn't heard of them and didn't think many people would know who Metallica were mm. that's a nice of it to let them know that yeah yeah he went for Kid Rock at Wrestlemania 25 mm, Kid Rock is an icon all summer long stop it anyway back to Keep let's just keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Okay. Anyway, right. Um are we are we gonna give the green light on this conversation? <laughs> hey! That's a good one. Hey. Banter. Oh, anyway, speaking in the of stars, banter, mate. I I loved everything about this match. Um the whole Alan, Alan, that was great as well. Yeah. The uh, fact that it was hundred percent improvised as well, like the all the dialogue. It was all yeah. improv. Taker just talking throughout the whole thing. And it was good not to have any commentary on it as well. Yes. And I think I think this is a good sign for going forward with Undertaker. Having matches like this could extend his career 10, 15 years. He could have so many matches like this because it can take they can take however long they want to film. Yeah. And it would be an interesting concept to have Undertaker's matches be something like this. You could have a match with Sting this way. Yeah, but the only thing about this is that they will probably overdo it and it will become a diluted version of what this was. I think that's a very fair point and I think that would likely happen. But at the same time, if Triple H was was one of the people in charge along with Michael Hayes and Jeremy Borash, I think they will likely try and protect it if they think there's money in it. Mm-hmm. like good money and having it with Undertaker or similar things like that you could I mean we saw that in night two as well there's some interesting things going on with cinematic wrestling what do we think will happen to um, AJ Styles he's dead so uh, yeah <laughs> will he will he come back with shorter hair will he come back as a face I think it'll be back as a face. I miss face AJ Styles. Although yeah. his title reign towards the end um, 
his WWE title reign was just a bit such and such and such universe. You know, there wasn't really enough a lot he was doing as a face. But yeah, it's been it's been a while. Um, I'd like yeah. to see face AJ. Face anyway, AJ would be great. We shall see. Shall we travel forward in time to match uh, night two? Sorry. So yeah, so night two. This is the one I got to watch live because on the Saturday one, night one, I had work early morning, so I was little sausage. Yeah, I went to sleep just as Becky versus Shayna was happening. Okay, and that was at like what would be two o'clock. My alarm went off at four for for work, so I was on two hours sleep. Came home on the Sunday, managed to sleep for a few hours. Good, good. And then straight into WrestleMania, we got a got a Chinese takeaway. Oh, what did you it have? Was delicious. I got Singapore fried rice, okay, salt and pepper chicken, lovely, and salt and pepper chips. That is that sounds delightful. It was fantastic. It cost right. like ten pounds. That's that's pretty reasonable in these troubling times. It is indeed free delivery as well. Oh, good. So the show kicks off with. Charlotte defeating Rhea Ripley by submission. Now, there's a great tweet by Ryan Satin that I don't have to hand, and he just says, all the people who are broke are the people who are just going, oh, Charlotte wins, lol. But under it, you've got all the people who are woke. Imagine Charlotte on TakeOver. Think of the great matches you can have. Charlotte versus Io Shirai. Charlotte versus Dakota Kai. Charlotte versus... Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. Candice LeRae. Um, Jonna Peraza. Exactly. Chelsea Green. So many absolutely stonking matches that you can have um, based on Charlotte. Uh, take over. And if you want Charlotte to be the queen and this just unstoppable force, then you do need to have her win. And Rhea doesn't lose anything uh, by losing. Apart from... The fact that she never really, she never really looked on Charlotte's level at this match. What during the match? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I disagree. I think there was numerous points where she looked to be at that same level as Charlotte. The, I think the story that they were definitely trying to tell was experienced veteran versus plucky upstart rookie, and you could see every time Rhea would do something that Charlotte would capitalize on. It mm-hmm. wasn't because Charlotte was better than her it was that Charlotte was able to capitalise on the mistakes that Rhea made whereas Rhea wasn't quite able to capitalise on the mistakes that Charlotte made they both made mistakes throughout the match Uh they both looked weak it was just Charlotte was faster to capitalise and I think it was an interesting story for this match having Rhea lose on Wrestlemania it was for me the wrong call but I can I can I know why Charlotte won and I am so happy that she did for the reasons you said I think with Rhea going forward, I'd like her to maybe move to SmackDown or Raw. If if Liv isn't the person to take the belt off of Becky or if Shayna isn't, I'd love Rhea to do it. I don't want Rhea to be anywhere near um, Becky's title because they'll just do the same thing they did with Shayna, but they'll have her, they'll have Rhea win, which cut Shayna even more. They seem more confident in Rhea. Like, Rhea is... The fact that they gave the match to Charlotte at WrestleMania, like Charlotte is... Well, Charlotte Flair. Mm. They trusted Rhea in that match. They have elevated the NXT Women's Championship to put it on that pedestal. 
and it wasn't a it wasn't a squash and she didn't lose unfairly it, no, was, it was a good a, match it was a really good match and she lost in a fair way there was no cheating Shayna lost via roll up yeah it makes her look stupid which if you have two of your women's title matches ending in roll ups rather than if Wrestlemania is supposed to be this grand finale this feud ender then it does make it look a little bit iffy that you've got both um, two of your three women's title matches ending in roll-ups, but I can see why they do it for the um, the integrity of the people that lost. Yeah, I mean, so that's t- two years back-to-back that Becky has won her match with a roll-up at yeah. WrestleMania. Thankfully, Rhea, I mean, Rhea tapped out. I think she should have done a, it should have been a spot where she passes out. Yeah, I think so. Have well. that. But I think otherwise it was the right call. Rhea is going to be a future star. Mm-hmm. She's one of the best the company has. And I can't wait to see what she does next. Although she's currently stuck in Australia with visa issues, which makes me wonder if that's why they took the belt off her. Perhaps she is. Her off. visa's run out. Oh no. So. So she's stuck in Australia. She's probably going to be there for the next few months. Oh, um, she uh, and she also has uh, Ashley Costello of New Year's Day doing her um, theme song. Yeah, which yeah. is a band who I've seen live, and they were quite dull. Oh, well, yes. there you go. That's uh, your she, review. Uh, and she doesn't look like Pete Dunne anymore, which is good. Yeah, I think I was definitely after the outfit she wore on Sunday. Yeah, that was odd. What was that? It's from. Dragon Ball. Oh. Um, regatta, I think. Over 9,000. It's the only Dragon Ball regatta. thing I know. Is it Regatta? Who was it? Um, I don't know when. Rhea Ripley. Dragon Ball Z. Fraser's good going. Vegata. Vegata, good. Yes, from Dragon Ball. So she if- originally wore that outfit a few years back on an indie show. And it was a very basic cosplay, and she's now upgraded it. Good. Professionally. Good. Well done, Rhea Ripley. And your seamstress. Yeah. What was interesting before the match, they were going on about how when Rhea was in the Mae Young Classic, everyone just called her New Charlotte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just Mini Charlotte. And like, she's not as good as Charlotte, but she wants to be Charlotte. And it's interesting that a lot of the story was that she's gone out and changed herself and she's evolved and made herself better and tried to move away from the tag that she's just another Charlotte. And I think it'll be interesting. My prediction for the future going forward is Charlotte will, there'll be a series of matches between the two. Yeah, I'd like to see that. And eventually Charlotte will pass on the figure four yeah, to Ripley. Okay. Even... Because I can see it sort of being like, a, oh, I differentiated myself from you. And then Charlotte's like, well, you've earned this. Even, you the, even the big boot, they could pass on, really. Because that... Yeah. Because natural selection, anything. I think mm-hmm. there'll be passing of the torch moment even if you want to now there's no way that WWE will do this but I would quite like to see almost a Naito Okada style feud where they just they meet up every couple of years and eventually you give Rhea her crowning moment against Charlotte perhaps after a Royal Rumble victory or who knows but it would be nice to see some proper proper long term booking over 
five years. Yeah, that would be cracking to see. But um, so we go from the possibility of an amazing long-term storyline to um, another one of the just happiest... A throwaway this match. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I totally forgot this match existed. Yeah. Alistair Black, Bobby Lashley, Alistair Black beat him with a black mask. It was too long. Yeah. End of story. Um, Bobby Lashley looked very stupid because Lana told him to go for a spear. Yeah. End of. Yeah. Yeah. And they're probably going to get divorced, but who cares? Yeah. Uh, Moving on to something that sparked joy and wonder within us all. Otis beat Dolph Ziggler and it happened exactly the way that I said it was and it was glorious and I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very, very good... (sighs) Yeah, it was a good moment for for wrestling. I just... I was very excited when... when the result came with Mandy. Yep. And she... Otis looked like a star. It was hilarious. And uh, yeah, Mandy punched uh, Dolph in the Zigglypuffs. Indeed, she did. Uh, I wonder if this feud will continue going forward with Dolph and Sonya as a thing. Um, Because it uh, seems like Sonya and Mandy are about to feud and we've got this mysterious hacker that's looming that's revealing all sorts of information. Mustafa Ali, you mean? Yeah, Mustafa. Good old Mustafa Ali. Uh, yeah, mm. I was really happy with this and I'm incredibly happy for um, Mandy and Otis and I've not seen Otis's Instagram over the past couple of days but I'm, right. hoping, I'm hoping that we get some some uh, banterific content from him. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I imagine they'll be very they'll be very funny posts. Yes. It's, it's good though because I, when we were watching the recap for the match I noticed the 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 build-up for this started way back in, like, December. Yeah. Which has been a while, and I don't feel that this story has dragged at all. No, not at all. But one thing that did drag was Edge versus Randy Orton. The second longest WrestleMania, WrestleMania match, of, match all of, all, of all time. It's insane. 36 minutes and 35 seconds. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed fair. bits of it, but I thought a lot of it well, I mean, half of it could have been trimmed out and the finish was weird. Yes. I don't, I don't think it should have been a last man standing match. I think that broke it up a bit and made it a bit too... A bit too disjointed because you'd have, oh, punch to the head, hit into the count. wall, yeah. count to ten. You know, there was a bit at the start when the referee was counting and his voice cracked when he said two, yes. which was really funny. There was also a bit at the start... Which is absolutely unforgivable. Mm. Why did was it Randy who put Edge's head in one of those gym weight machines? machines? Yes, yes. Two weeks I don't after, think either of them thought. How can you honest. not? How can you not think you're in the WWE? You're a wrestler. It is yeah. the one thing that every single wrestler knows. Yeah. No, it's, I think they made a very big error by doing that. And also... And they, should have, they should have been smarter. It was a pre-record. So yeah, they, they either should have, could have taken that out or redone it. There's absolutely no way that there should be a hanging spot 
in gym equipment when your biggest tragedy as a company involved one of your wrestlers hanging themselves on a bit of gym equipment. Absolutely unforgivable. Yeah, they should. They definitely should have even allowed that to be aired. And I think both of them probably regret that they did go through with that spot. I would hope I mean, so. It's, it's the question is, who came up with the spot? Was it Edge and Randy Orton? Or was it whoever was booking the match? I like, can't who remember was who it was, was. Was it Triple H and Shawn Michaels who were producing it? I don't think so. I, don't know, I, I, can't, was, I can't remember. But you sure they brawl about the building again um edge does a stupid almost like a starship pain from the top of a ceiling bit of wire onto a metal conference table absolutely buggers no, it was just that. just an just an elbow it was an elbow yeah. drop and then they faff about a bit more then they go onto a truck which for yeah, some reason quite- was important it was yeah it was there was a lot of things built around that spot with the truck which was strange the the match itself would have been a lot better if there was a crowd and if it was in an arena like if it was in an arena and you had them or a stadium even go into the crowd mm-hmm. kind of like how the Miz and Shane McMahon match went last year yeah which was my five star hog splash from last it year was. WrestleMania yeah so have them do a match like that in the crowd, it would have been very, very good. The yeah. fact there was no crowd, it just felt like a tour of the performance centre with people counting. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that Edge won. Um, yeah, and I'm well, he had to, seeing him. He had to win. But I think, yeah, he, I can't wait for his first proper match back because yeah. I don't count that, really. It's not... No. It didn't feel like a, an Edge return. It just felt like he was practicing yeah and then got, it got a bit heated but um no it was very nice to see him back and I, I, again he looks absolutely jacked he does he does indeed it's it was so i loved his gear as well yeah i just didn't like his his entrance oh do you think we'll see another match between edge and randy orton or do you think that was the end of their feud? Oh, well it has to be the end of the feud why wouldn't it be Exactly, the last man standing match. Although I have a theory they'll probably try and put like it on in front of a crowd to get that sort of reaction. Um, speaking of having a theory, the next match had a theory in it. Street Profits defeating Angel, Angel Garza, Angel Garza, and Austin Theory with Selena Vega. This was nothing. Oh, I liked it, but it was, just, yeah, it was nothing. It was kind of a, just a fun... Calm down match. A fun, Always like a, a, a fun romp. Yeah, because after Edge versus Randy Orton, it was we needed something that was a little faster paced. Yep. And a little bit more just anything quick and sort of not really as high stakes, which I think this match was. Uh-huh. It was the perfect sort of filler match. I was sad that Garza in theory didn't win. I really wanted them to win. I think it would have been nice. But the Street Profits definitely deserve it. And it definitely it set up perfectly what happened on Raw. So well, what happened on Raw was exactly the same as what happened at WrestleMania because after that match, Bianca Belair came out and just slapped. Yeah, but she's, about. she's now on the she's now on Raw. So she now go here. Yeah, she goes to Raw. Yeah, that's um, nice. That match, yeah, six minutes twenty. Not much really more to be said on that one. No. 
Then it was our five-way elimination chamber match. Elimination mm-hmm. chamber match. Five-way elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey, Lacey, Naomi, Sasha, Tamina. The Tamina train, unfortunately, was parked. It, it, it's not left the station yet. There was. No I think next of- year. Next year is the the year that it will depart from the station. The, and there was no point of Tamina being in this match. Uh, yeah, they just got it. Could have been a for. Yeah. It could have been a fatal four-way. It could have. It was for the team bad reunion, which lasted all of two or three Five seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, um, and the whole Sasha Bailey thing. Mm, yeah, I think they need to. Do you want to see a Sasha Bailey match on the men roster? I do. So I, I think because I know it'll be good. It would be good. It will be. They both will have. They'll both do a good match. They have been around each other ever since they were called up. And it's been about five years. They've only been apart for the time off when Sasha Banks was having a strop and some some other fleeting intermittent. They have been apart constantly for five years. I don't want to see them together. I I, I would like to see a blow off match. I think. We're going to see Sasha Banks win Money in the Bank. Ugh. And tease Imagine the tease cashing shots. in on Charlotte or Becky. Yeah, exactly. Sasha in the Bank. Um, Sasha in the Banks. Yeah. So it's, I think she'll tease cashing in on Charlotte or Becky. And Bailey will be like really hesitant and sort of they'll be back and forth. And Sasha will be like, no, 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 no. Don't worry. You're safe. I'm not going to cash in on you. We're best friends. And then there'll be an opportune moment where they're both sort of attacked or something. Yeah. I'm not sure when. They'll both be down. Sasha's the first one to recover. Sees Bailey still out, lying there. Looks at the briefcase. Looks at the belt. And hands it to the ref. And then you have Sasha winning the belt from Bailey. And then that sets up uh, a new a new a new match where Bailey and Sasha are, are heel or Bailey's a heel, Sasha's a face. Yeah, um the only thing I don't get about that is that why wouldn't Sasha if if her ultimate goal is to win this match then women's title, then why would she not try and win it when she's in a match for it? Rather than I think, well what I'm what I'm saying is is she'll she's torn at the moment, so she is trying to protect her pal. And then when she gets the opportunity when it's so easy, literally handing over a briefcase and, and draping your arm across Bailey, mm. she'll realise it's a much easier way to win the belt than going for Charlotte or Becky, who hasn't treated her like crap. We'll have have Bailey like treat Sasha not like crap, but be like, Well, you're you're not the women's champion. I'm the women's champion. You need to know your place, Sasha. You're yeah. just my best friend. Mm-hmm. Have it where it's like that. There's like Sasha's there's a reason for Sasha to, to snap, but not in a way that it's the typical, oh, tag team breakdown, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa breakdown. Yeah. Either that Have or... Have it simple. Mm. Hand the briefcase to the ref. Take the belt. Yeah. Or uh, Sasha will start... Uh, sorry, Becky will start to take Sasha for granted, which... You could then have your, your face turn off the back of that. But yeah, we're, we've got a long way to go with that. Yeah, but I think Sasha or Liv is wanting the money in the bank. Yeah. If it um, takes place. Speaking of things... Um... <laughs> that was a great segue. Speaking... Uh, I've, I've just looked at what matches up next. And Bray Wyatt 
defeated John Cena in a firefight. No. Banter, 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 banter. I, I wouldn't call this a match. It says Firefly Bunhouse. Firefly Funhouse match. A series of vignettes that ended with a pinfall. Yeah. It was one of the strangest experiences in WWE history. I really enjoyed it, I think. And it was it was a strange look into the mind of Bray Wyatt as a creative well, I guess artist mm. that this is and John Cena oh such a good sport for doing this and made it, making it not believable but like enjoyable apparently a lot of the ideas came from Cena as well um, is yes this, is this the closest we will ever get to a John Cena heel turn <laughs> maybe I mean I'd like to see Cena stick around for a bit after this and it be teased that the Firefly Funhouse has awoken him to like what he needs to do because Bray usually turns everyone right yeah something happens like Daniel Bryan reverted back to his indie persona Finn mm-hmm. Balor reverted back to being the prince and so on so on the only person that's not changed is Goldberg and there's no history with Goldberg no for the Fiend to change him mm-hmm. and Goldberg's always been the same character throughout yeah. this Firefly Funhouse match was really meta it looked at the entire career of John Cena you need to watch it like multiple times to pick up what's happening yeah and it was it was a love letter to the wrestling industry as well yes yeah. it was totally it was absolutely glorious uh, the was it M- Macho Mercy and Mr. McBossman the two yeah. commentators for that night main event even though it's such good sh- line was wonderful. I'm gl- I'm surprised Vince allowed that to happen. I don't think you'd know what it is. Yeah, probably not. But it was just absolutely joyous. There were so many other storylines that were capped off as well in this. Your CM Punk storyline with John Cena, your Nexus um, with Cena as well. Just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and, I, I love the rapper Cena. We had Doctor of Thugonomics back. Reference, yeah. r- realizing now why they took that promo down with Husky Harris's name mentioned. Yeah, it was good put to good use in this segment. Uh-huh. Seeing Bray return to the cult leader, Bray was great in the Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. I want to see Bray do another one of these with someone like Triple H, Triple H, or, or Randy Orton. I mean, Randy Orton's character's not changed that much, whereas Triple H's has. So I don't know, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Maybe someone like um, Brock Lesnar would be an interesting one because Brock is hilarious. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Brock's an absolute banter merchant. Maybe even Dolph Ziggler as well. Yeah. Yeah, AJ Styles would be so interesting because they could reference TNA. Yeah. Like go back and him, yeah. They, they they could do so much. The one thing I wish they'd done with John Cena is, Jordy mentioned it when we were watching. It he was like I wish they'd filmed this in reverse, so that it starts off modern day. So they were filmed scenes in reverse and have John Cena shave his head. Yeah, that would have been good. So that it it like fits with the time period. Yeah, but it was I loved I loved the match. Found it very strange. Didn't enjoy it as much as the Boneyard match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but great. I think the more I watch the Firefly Funhouse match, the more I enjoy it. Uh, this is getting my Firestar Hogsplash for the second night. 
Yeah. Which is understandable. Yeah. yeah. And that was that. And just when we came back, um, Titus O'Neil, who was now the host after Gronk had won the 24 7 title and scampered away, uh, Titus O'Neil was just lost for words. He was. He's a gr- I love Titus O'Neil. I Great do sport. as well. Um, on the subject of things that we love, Drew McIntyre defeated Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Drew. From Air Scotland. From Air Scotland. Oh, Living in Florida. Yeah. Drew. <laughs> uh, I mean, this match was garbage, but I'm just happy that Drew won. Um, was, uh, I wouldn't say it was garbage. There like, was five moves in it total. It is the exact match I expected. Yeah. And I enjoyed it for that because Brock Lesnar matches are just suplex, suplex, F5, F5, F5. And I think it was nice to see him get the same thing done to him with yeah. from Drew and I mean it was a repeat of Goldberg mm-hmm. Braun yeah. it was the same match but yeah. I enjoyed this one more because well one the storyline meant something Brock was willing to put over Drew in a, in a way that the, the storyline building up to it meant more and made this match that much more heated it felt more like a real fight in terms of wrestling terms because uh-huh. a real fight you, know, you can't ever make a wrestling match look like a real fight otherwise it looks a bit crap but this one it felt like two guys wanted to kick the crap out of each other and they both did that they did yeah and it was Drew that got the upper hand it was um, I'm very happy I would like I mean I kind of don't really know what they're going to do at the moment because WWE is kind of in limbo but if I mean you, that wasn't really the main event you're right because after that Drew McIntyre defeated Will. It's the Big Show. Yeah, it was. It was Big Show returning. Are you going to watch his show? No. It looks absolutely dreadful. I'm not going to be watching his show. I'm not watching it. The big, big show. The big, the big, big show, show, show. Yeah, I'm not excited for it at all. No, but this was the true main event, and it. Yeah, it was longer than the Brock match. It was. And it was aired on Raw. So does that make the main event of WrestleMania if it was actually aired on Raw? In fact, it was longer. It was a dark match. It was longer than both world title matches combined. Yeah, it was. Does this mean it's bad? Yeah, I mean, Big Show is an absolute super worker. Oh, yeah. It's just strange. Why would you have that on, on WrestleMania? Why not have it the next night on Raw? Yeah. Who but that knows. that is but Drew is the saviour that we want and need and I'm he looking forward to all the matches he saviour and loved his claymore kicks yeah how do we how do we see him getting booked now very strong I mean who could you I'd like to see Drew versus Andrade yeah if if Drew versus Andrade Drew versus let's see Kevin Owens Seth I'd like to see Drew Seth Drew Murphy, Drew, Drew Black. Drew, I think Drew Alistair Black is what they're going to go with. Um, he is wonderful, Alistair Black. Yeah. Although he had a really fantastic. weird match with Apollo Crews on Raw. Yeah, that was a strange one, but like, yeah, what can you what can you do? Like, I've, yeah, that's all I have to say on it. Um, the other person I was going to say, AJ Styles versus Drew. 
Yeah, but you can't love to see that. Yeah. Well, he's dead at the moment, so he is dead. But Drew versus Undertaker. Oh, that would be nice. We thought that was going to happen at SummerSlam. Yeah. After that, we've seen it before. We've seen them. We've seen them wrestle in the ring together. Yeah. Oh, I forgot how amazing that match was. It was very good. Very, very good match. Last was last year. Last year, Extreme Rules. Yeah. Oh, what what a time to be alive. Well, that was that was WrestleMania. Shall we? Who won the predictions? It was Jordy, wasn't it? It was Jordy, followed by me, then you. Well, this just makes my comeback story all the greater. So, money in the bank. Assuming it happens, might happen. Will be the next pay per view. The next time that there's an actual wrestling event on, perhaps. Yes, and it will be the next time that we shall be uh, here to preview everything and. Jordy will come back on and be a fighting champion. We'll get, we'll get him back on and he can defend the belt. And um, this just makes my my um, regaining of the belt all the sweeter. It's been over a year gonna, now that I've the, gone without the it. The belt is staying very clear of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, it back, I'm the Daniel Bryan of. You're York. not going to win it. Nah, you're the Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Jinder Mahal, uh, true. Yeah, you're the Jinder Mahal. Which makes Jordy AJ, um, not AJ, which makes Jordy um, Daniel Bryan then. Correct. Mm. I'm the Drew McIntyre. Okay. So there you go. And with that, that brings us to the end of our WrestleMania review. We hope you had a nice time watching WrestleMania and a nice time listening to us. Yeah, you can... We, uh, we wouldn't do it if you didn't. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would everyone I encourage you to go back and, and watch Wrestlemania again just because there's nothing else to do in lockdown there's, a, there's nothing else to do you um, can also tweet us though if you want yeah tweet at the Fraser Porter and or at, oh, and at B David Hogg you could send us questions uh, send us your thoughts on Wrestlemania and to get in touch with the show it's Y-A-W-P underscore pod Send us questions. Tell us who your favourite wrestler is. Tell us who your favourite Dragon Ball Z character is. Yeah, everything yeah. you can fire yeah. fire on over to us on the Twitter. What's your favourite thing to make for dinner? I like, yeah. I like uh, I'm, I'm, having a, I'm having a curry tonight. So I'm making a gnocchi pasta bake. Oh, lovely. Excited. Must cook um, that very shortly. Fantastic stuff. Um, if you could... Go on to your your iTunes or whatever you get your podcasts. Give us a five star review. Um, even you could write a review. We won't read them, but just give us a five star review, and we'll I will put you over. Yes, yeah. And tell tell all your friends about yet another wrestling podcast. Put your head out the window and scream it as loud as you can. That gets more people to us, and it just make makes life worth living. Yeah, it does. You're damn right. Well, I am. Right, so we should be back for Money in the Bank sometime around May the 10th, assuming that happens. Yeah, if it happens. But until then, thank you, Fraser Porter. Thank you, David. And thank you for listening, and we will see you soon. Bye. See ya.